This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. Of course, tape live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. On today's episode, we're talking this week's AEW Dynamite on the road. Now we are less than two weeks away. We will be from a week from Saturday. The fullest of gears. That's right. Uh, and uh, there, the the card is definitely sh- taking shape. I think going into the episode today, I looked this up earlier today. I think there were six or eight matches had already been announced, oh, um, wow. and we got a couple. I think three I more. Think three more tonight. It was eight. Now was it six or was it eight? I'll look it up real quick. Here I got um, it right here. But we got another. Uh, we There's got another match. Yeah, with the ones announced tonight. So okay, okay. So evidently it was whatever eight minus is five, I guess. Um, so yeah, we got a couple more matches announced. Probably more, most interestingly and obviously, but still, because we had heard this, but it's been confirmed now on TV. Soraya has officially been cleared to compete, and that match. Against Britt Baker, that we all sort of expected, mm-hmm. has been confirmed to be going down at full gear uh, in in less than two weeks. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this was it, it was a, an incredibly an incredibly emotional promo from uh, they did an in ring face to face deal and uh, and Soraya just really laid it all out there. Seemed overwhelmed just being able to publicly say I'm cleared, ready to go, ready to throw hands. And you and I were going to throw hands at full gear. And Britt Baker had something to say about that. And Saray had a lot more to say back at Britt Baker. I thought yeah. it was a really effective promo segment, Larson. Yeah, I, I thought so, too. It, uh, highlight of the show, uh, in my estimation. And, yeah, you mentioned the emotion uh, that, that Saray was, was seemingly almost you know overcome with. Being able to publicly say, yes, I've been cleared after what's been six, six years? Six years, I think. Holy man, that's a yeah, um, since she last wrestled, and uh, it's 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 great for her. Mm-hmm, it's yeah. great for her. Um, you can tell it meant a lot to for her to be able to actually say that. So uh, that's pretty awesome. And yeah, it, it was it was a strong promo segment from beginning to end. Um, and I like that at the end of it, Britt. You know, she ate. I don't know what they're gonna call Soraya's finish nap was rampage. Mm-hmm. Um, walking out of the ring, she looks shook, not just from taking that move, but ha- from, from hearing the news from Soraya that she's clear and they're going to have a match. And that carried on when she walked out with Hayter uh, for Jamie's match tonight against Sky Blue. Like, Britt sold not just the impact of taking a move from Soraya, but the news of the match is going to happen pretty well throughout the show. Yeah, man. Uh, this feud, I mean, you can you can consider it, I guess, a testament to just how strong they've booked Britt Baker or cynically maybe just how they don't book their women's titles very well or I mean at least the AEW uh, world women's title 
women's world title um, very well because this feels above that. You know, it feels like it's a it's a bigger attraction than what's going on. I mean, literally, Brit's sort of well, not she's not a henchman anymore, but you know, partner in crime basically. Uh, Jamie Hader is going to be challenging Tony Storm for her title. Mm-hmm. which is also just the interim title. So yeah, whatever. Um, but no, this is the big featured match for the women's division. Soraya's big return, which is awesome. Um, you know, it, it's, it's great. You know, we had heard that she had been cleared through, you know, a variety of medical teams, which, you know, sets my mind a little bit more at ease. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, I mean, you know, it's, it's always a scary thing when you're dealing with the neck, Yes, but, uh, you know, edge had, neck issues as well and he came back and mm-hmm. i honestly with edge i really don't think about it anymore i really don't you know it's interesting because uh, that was the thing with seamus for a while is that he was dealing with neck issues and that's i, I think what i heard is one of the reasons they put him in the tag team with cesaro the, all those years ago mm-hmm. i remember watching the video where he was doing some treatment for his neck mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know now he's seemingly fine and he's putting on awesome matches on a regular basis yeah yeah so yeah. you know i guess the uh, 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 Modern medicine could do quite a bit. Oh, absolutely. So um, that's great for her. And I'm sure I, I you would think that just to be on the cautious side, she probably understands what her limitations are yeah. to, you know, get 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 the most out of this run that she possibly can. Yeah. Um, obviously, I mean, look, you know, we can talk about what we think is going to happen. I think Saray is going to win this match. Oh, yes. um, and, and that's a that's about a biggest statement as you can make about where she's going to land in terms of the rankings so to speak, not the actual rankings. I don't think they've updated that for quite some time. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, but uh, you know, in terms of the pecking order, I guess there for AEW, this is a big. This is going to be a big match for her, and she'll probably win it. And you know, who knows at what point uh, she'll end up going after the title? I would imagine they might take probably like a speed run version of what they did with Punk, which it took him. Did it take him a year? No, it, it was less than a year. It was like nine months to May. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like nine so, months. Yeah, nine months. So, nine months. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. She might have a couple feuds before she eventually, you know, lands on the woman's title. But I kind of expect that to happen down the line if if everything goes well. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, when was the last time the rankings were updated? August 31st of this year. I think that's where we, yeah, I think we found that out a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so, yeah, that's unchanged. Yep. If anybody was curious. That's weird, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's kind of gave up on the whole ratings or rankings thing. And they're still there. Like, they didn't yeah, 404 that site. No, not yet. <laughs> Does it take that much to just, like, toss, you know, put some rankings on there? I, I, I guess, guess so. it's, it's just It would be easier just, to, just to, to have that link go nowhere. Yeah, right. To so, have, to direct it to AW Shop, man. There you go. Or shop AEW, whichever or one have it is. Or ha- have like a thing on there where it's you could download your own ranking sheets and you can make your own rankings. Oh, I like that. It's interactive. <gasps> it's engagement. Who doesn't there want that? That's what we, hey, pff, why don't we do that? Uh, anyways, that's too much work. Let's talk about this also. Uh, I know it was reported, I believe, by Fightful that there was some chatter backstage at AEW that uh, the elite may have been making their return tonight. Didn't happen. But... Uh-uh. We did actually get some update on the elite coming back. We got a firm date, and it's well, uh, uh, didn't we? I mean, it, it it didn't say like elite coming back at full gear. That was the implication, but I guess yeah. it's always possible they could show up on the dynamite before to set up a match mm-hmm. at full gear. I mean, it, it, this 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 video package made it crystal clear that the elite were going to be at full gear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. So it's it it's it, 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 it was. 
it kind of fell somewhat in line with the previous things, although it wasn't a whole lot of dithering away just towards the end. But it was kind of chronicling the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, their careers in AEW before, uh, and, and it was it was set in you know the the, the fictional world of Full Gear. You know, it had a lot of right, cogs yeah. going on, kind of the steampunk yeah. atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and and the, the final two images were the elite, uh, their their renders, their PNGs mm-hmm. on the full gear background, and then the AEW logo, logo shows up, dithers away. Yeah, so who knows if they're going to announce that they're going to have a match of full gear? It'd be kind of weird if they didn't at this point. Yeah. Um. So uh. So yeah. That I mean, look, I, I would I would suggest this. We have a date confirmed as to the latest that we're going to see them. Yes. <laughs> and that's yes. full gear. That will be full if gear. If nothing yeah. else, we'll see them full gear. Forget them before then. Hey, you know what? Icing on the on the, on the, on the cake, I guess. Um, the cherry on top, so to speak. Uh, so, yeah, we, we don't have to wait much longer. No, to see if Kenny they do have the match at full gear, it's going to be against Death Triangle. You would think that's just they, we'll just do that, just yeah, announce no. that, you know. know. Or is, know. is Tony Khan going to go on like is he going to go on busted open or something like that and announce that? Or say Death Triangle is going to have an open challenge at Full Gear against Mystery Opponents. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I could do that. That'd be terrible. Uh, and then of course one of uh, the the hottest tag teams that lasted oh about ten minutes or so. Yeah. Uh, they never really had a chance to dominate. Uh, Samoa Joe <laughs> got tired of Wardlow and the, 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 the capper, maybe the straw that broke the, the, the camel's back there was, uh, Wardlow saying he's going to go after every title in the company. Pretty ambitious and, uh, of Wardlow there. Joe was like, you mean the entire umbrella, the AEW corporate umbrella? Cause my, my title yeah. is that as yeah. well. So he got him while, uh, Wardlow was focused on, uh, on, uh, the Hobbs. Yeah. And the cameraman was focused on Hobbs as well because we the didn't actual see the, we didn't turn, see the, no. the actual turn wasn't seen on television. No, I kind of wish they would have built this whole thing for a little bit because I liked how on Rampage, uh, Joe was, was behind Wardlow looking like he's about to deck him with that belt. And ideally, it'd be great if Joe had done that and that would have led to Hobbs beating Wardlow to become TNT champion. Yeah. That would have been awesome. I think that's cool. I, you know, I wish they would have done some vignettes of War Joe on the road, you know, Samoa, Samoa Low on the road, the Samoa Low Road. Hey, that actually works. That's a good one. Uh, and and you could see like because they're they're different people. Wardlow's yeah. younger, Samoa Joe older. Veteran, Wardlow yeah. is just jacked beyond belief. Samoa Joe not so much. So maybe like a lot of personality clashes in between what's been going on has also led to this as well, you know. Yeah, it'd been great to see that. Some more of that. Right. Beyond that just would have been really entertaining. Warlow just having tunnel vision when it comes to TNT title Hobbs. Um it'd been nice to see, yes, personality bits. Some mm-hmm. experiential pieces with them. You know, right, hey, yeah. they're they're on the road driving between towns. Hey, let's stop. Let's get a coffee. Yeah. And Warlow's like, I don't drink coffee. Oh god. You know. I need, Just, I need yeah. I need water and I need I need some like, I don't know, protein. But not <laughs> nothing with a bunch of sugar in it or carbs. Yeah. He has to, and he has to he has to scarf down like five thousand carbs a, or five thousand calories a day because he's so jacked. Oh, he's it's so probably big. more like eight thousand calories a day. Do you think man. it's that many? Oh my gosh. I think Braun said he has to eat ten thousand a day. Is that what he said? Okay. I think that's yeah. what he said. 
Well, Wardlow, Wardlow's like half the size of Braun. Braun's strong. Uh, I know he's massive. tall, but I mean, Wardlow's, he's, he's still I think thick, War, Wardlow's thick like, I think Wardlow's like 6'1", 6'2", something. Yeah. 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 That's why Regardless, I he's got he's yeah, he's he's to calories, consume yeah. just an absolute shit ton of calories. Exactly, exactly. And if you're on the road and Joe's like, hey, man, let's just go to this place over here. He's like, they're not going to have enough for me. And then he's just in the car flexing, and Joe's like, God, this is irritating. I wish I was on the road with, like, fucking Saban or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Talk about old shit instead of Talk like about where, this where, where Saban's from. Right, exactly, yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, it kind of felt like there was there was more mileage to the story they could have got out before Joe eventually turned. Like, I wanted to see Joe that's, like, really the background, like, every week just sizing Wardlow up, waiting to hit him. Licking his lips. Yeah, just can't wait. Just can't <laughs> oh, wait. Man. Do that. Oh, give me that for 10 weeks for every week of the situation. So good. <laughs> where Joe is just back behind Wardlow holding that belt, just waiting to blast him in the head oh, with it. Man, I can't wait. It's like me in the car with some chicken nuggets, man. I can't, can't wait. Can't wait till you get home. <laughs> till a red light. <laughs> <laughs> your, your hands in that bag before you pull out the drive through, isn't it? Believe that. AW <laughs> uh, Dynamite kicked off with the ass boys and swerving our glory versus the acclaimed and FTR. Uh, coming out. It's funny because Shivani was like, oh, I don't know if you guys noticed this. It was very subtle. It wasn't subtle at no, all. No, no. Swerve <laughs> was trying to give the Keith Lee a fist bump and Keith Lee just walked on past. No, I don't think so. Not going to happen. Sorry. Um, and uh, so anyways, uh, before the match actually even started, Billy Gunn, hands still taped up from having him like ripped apart apparently, sprints down the ramp to attack Swerve before the match starts. Uh, and then uh, B.J. Whitmer comes out to escort. He Daddy was one of the two backstage. people involved in that crazy Rink of Honor powerbomb off the top rope spot. Yes, that's right. Him and his Jimmy Jacobs. And Jimmy Jacobs, yeah, that's right. Yep. And miraculously, they're both still alive. I know. that's Miraculously, crazy. Jimmy Jacobs is still alive. That's possible. Because all B.J. Whitmer did was like go feet free. He's like, Here, you're on your own. <laughs> Jump backwards off the top yeah. rope towards the floor. Yeah. yeah. Best uh, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. So, anyways, this match was uh, this match was fun enough. There was a nice shout out to uh, to uh, the Montreal Screw Job, which was twenty. Yeah, happy Montreal Screw Job Day, Steve. Twenty five years ago. If you were born on uh, the day of the Montreal Screw Job, you're twenty five years old. My goodness gracious! Uh, so yeah, it had to do with like it was like a sharpshooter. Dax put a sharpshooter. On Austin Gunn after he was like cross chopping and doing all. Well, sorts he was of stuff. doing the he was doing the road dog punches. He did, yeah, that's yeah. He did the road dog thing. Which if, right, if, yeah. if 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 they read the stuff that Road Dog had to say about Bret Hart before this yeah. match and oh, worked yeah. that all in. Oh man, yeah, absolutely. Pretty that was crazy. Pretty good. Well, you know, well, please, you know, we're a podcast here. People might not be hip to what happened. Oh, what so the road on, dog on Road Dog's podcast, he said that he thought he was better sports entertainer than Bret Hart was. So there's the whole debate over like sports entertaining. Versus wrestling, wrestling. Uh, I disagree with that assessment. Oh, I do too. With you. Yeah, I think that like one one very important element of sports entertaining is actually wrestling. <laughs> like you know, that's a that's an important part of yes. the sports entertainment aspect of things. 
and the road dog was not a very good wrestler. No, um, he was able to cut a decent. Like he look, he got the crowd revved up. He got the crowd revved up, but like, that's kind of all. That's kind of all he did. Yeah, yeah, anyways, yeah. anyways. Uh, who won this? Oh, FTR and and the Acclaim won this match. <clears throat> so the finish saw Dax and Austin Gunn there in the ring. Dax ducks a clothesline uh, after the the road dog punches. Sharpshooter. Colton breaks that up. He's looking for a famouser. Dax evades that. So then the acclaimed hit Colton with their finish. FTR hits Austin with the big rig. And then uh, I believe it's Bowens covers uh, Colton to get the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, not a lot. I mean, the <laughs> given like the finish here, it seemed to focus a bit more on FTR. And what's FTR doing at... Uh... They got nothing they nothing announced for full gear. They no. got nothing announced for full gear. Okay. Which is crazy because they're still one of the most overacts in the entire company. There was a lot of yeah. Keith Lee and Swerve arguing on the floor. Yeah. Uh going on this match. Swerve had that crazy tornado too. That was awesome. Yeah, that was great. That was really that was really cool. They did a replay on that one. T V caught it, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Other things, not so much. Um, you know. Then we get a, a a a bit from MJF was on a podcast. I forgot what it was called. After no, <laughs> I was about to say after the bell. It, it was, was uh, God. Wasn't it like an ESPN? It was like a it was like a yeah. pretty prominent one, wasn't it? It's not the MMA hour. He's no, been no, no, no. It was supposed to be like number one sports podcast. Pardon, Pardon my, my take. take. Is that what it was? Go. There we go. I okay. think that's what it was. So, Oops, sorry has it here in chat. Thank you. Oops, thank sorry. you. Thank you. So he uh, he essentially dropped a promo on the show. I don't know if this is just something he did while he was there or something that was actually part of the show. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's asked a question. He says, yeah, after the firm attacked me, doctors told me uh, not to travel if I want to be 100% at full gear. He says, this match against Mox is all that matters to me right now. This match uh, could be the crowning of the next face of pro wrestling. And he names off some generational talents. Uh, Bruno, Hogan, uh, Rocks, Austin, Cena. Cena. I um, said they're all generational talents, and that's exactly who I am. All I have to do to etch my name in history is have a, and have a long, successful title run is get past the one person who's in my way, and that's John Moxley. I don't mm-hmm. like John Moxley, but I respect him. He had to work his ass off to become who he is today. Um, he says, I can after I win the title, I can wave uh, the AEW and pro wrestling flag and bring pro wrestling back to where it belongs, something everyone is talking about. He says, ever since I entered AEW, uh, I've, ha- I've had the spotlight uh, stolen from me. He mentions uh, he had a match, and it was overshadowed by a tattoo, a neck tattoo. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, another match, and it was overshadowed by Matt Hardy taking that awful fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit his head on the concrete. He says, uh, blood and guts, his performance there was overshadowed by Jericho's fall. And he says, it all out, it was stolen by a press conference. He says, but at full gear, I'm grabbing that spotlight. And at full gear... The devil is going to get his due. So this was really, really good stuff. And I loved, I actually liked, and you you could, I don't know, you could question the wisdom of not, I, apparently he's off doing like, a, he's, is he doing the, the Von Erichs movie? Is I that believe what he's so, doing yeah, right yeah, now? yeah. Okay, yeah, he's going to be uh, Lance Von Erich, apparently. The, the imposter uh, Von Erich. Imposter Von Erich, right. Um, and, uh, but in terms of this being in place of a, uh, like an in-ring promo, I like this. Mm-hmm. It was really well framed. He came off as just being on a podcast as opposed to a pro wrestling promo. I really like this. And then, you know, you can draw some, some interesting parallels here because right afterwards, Stokely, Stokely Hathaway, they did like a little filmed promo where he's off on like, I don't know where he was. He was out and about 
and it was at night. And uh, and he was saying when he and MJF were young, we thought we wanted the same thing: money, cars, et cetera, et cetera. He says, and when uh, and I thought when MJF won his first title, I'd be by his side, but instead he's dick riding Mox. He says, so I'll do this myself. I'll see you in, or so he'll do this himself. And when you win, I'll see you in hell, Max. Um, I still think that Max that the the firm is going to be firmly in MJF's side on this. And the little bit here, I'll see you in hell. Well, MJF MJF has referred to himself as the devil. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. We're all going to be in this together. Yep, exactly. And after that, we had Ethan Page versus Eddie Kingston. Another firm member, Ethan Page. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, This is a a really fun bout. This is a a eliminator tournament. First round action here. Uh, The finish of this was actually pretty crazy. Before we get to that, so... Eddie is looking for an ex- Eddie hits an exploder suplex, locks on the stretch plum. Well, Stokely gets on the apron, distract the ref. Yeah. Ethan's tapping out. Mm-hmm. So Ortiz, who came to the ring with Eddie, comes over, pulls Stokely off the the apron. Eddie's distracted by all that, turns around, eats a boot from Page. Uh, Eddie's looking for the back fist. Page ducks that, hits a roundhouse kick, goes to the top rope. Eddie goes up there and punches him in the face. He goes to the top rope as well. Page then eventually uh, crotches Eddie over the top turnbuckle and then hits a, a ego's edge Ooh. off the second rope to get the win. Yeah, that was a crazy ego's edge right there. That yeah, was, was absolutely nuts. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. There needs to be more Eddie Kingston in AEW in I general. Know. I mean, the the whole thing here was like, oh, Eddie lost his focus and then he got angry and it cost him the match. Yeah. Right. But like he's been doing that for like twenty years now. Yeah, he should he should have found a way to win <laughs> while losing his focus and being angry. I know. <laughs> I feel like that's just how that dude lives his life. It's like you know his most comfortable attire. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, Page was Page looked great here, mm-hmm. uh, and he's probably going to be moving on to take on Ricky Starks in the finals. Yeah, I would imagine uh, that's the final. Gear. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see Eddie Kingston at uh, at at full gear. Maybe if they do a big battle royal or something, he'll end up in that. I don't know. They need to be using him more. Oh, agreed. Like, you got a guy who can cut like the a, a promo of the year every single promo. I know. Don't you? Don't you use that more? You think you would? You think you think you use me? Use me? Come use on, me. use me. Use me. Use me. Use. Me. I dare you. I dare you. Use. Use me. Use me. <laughs> after that, after that, we had interview with the Dark Order and Roosh. This is the same fucking interview we've seen for three months now. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like Jose says, Roosh is going to win this Eliminator tournament. He's going to win the title, and then he's going to give 10 the first title shot. Um, He says, well, the rest of these clowns, the Dark Order, they're never never getting a title shot. So then Roosh tells 10, uh, think about the offer because I don't give second chances. Yeah, Ten's really got to think about this too, and hurry up because God damn it, I've been waiting here for fucking months. Waiting I mean, I for this. Feel like I feel like Ten's made it pr- pretty clear at this up to this juncture, he's got no interest. Well, this does kind of. I mean, I know I've been saying it's been the same thing, but you know, if Roosh wins the world title, <laughs> I'd be like, man, how about this? How about this? You win it first, and then, and then. I'll consider your offer. Yeah. Cuz I don't think that's gonna I don't think that's gonna happen. No, I doubt anyways, it. I doubt. Anyways, uh after that we had an Ari Divari promo uh in advance of his match against the Wardlow. He says, "I got a special offer. I'll give the services of my butler in exchange 
for the TNT title. Not like a mat, like an actual, like just give me the title no, and you get no. to use yeah. the butler. Yeah. Uh, and then Wardlow and Samoa Joe come to the ring. Wardlow hands the TNT title to Ari. The ref takes it. He shakes the butler's hand, sends him out of the ring, and then the ref rings the bell. Yep. And this would went exactly as you would expect. Headbutt, Lariat, Powerbomb Symphony, Wardlow wins. Um, Wardlow boots Davari out of the ring, calls out Hobbs. Uh, Hobbs walks out the stage. While this is all kind of happening, Joe gets in the ring as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And Hobbs uh, shouts at Wardlow from the stage, we're going to do this on my time. So then Wardlow grabs a mic and says, finally, I've got a suitable opponent, Hobbs, for my title, uh, but uh, it, it's you're not going to get it. This title is mine. And it's always going to be mine. And I'm going to take every title in the company. And after he says that, Joe blasts Warlow from behind with the ROH TV title and then chokes him out. Oh, he got so tired of having to find, you know, Chipotle's in every town and then waiting for them to cook up a fucking 5,000 calorie burrito. Well, I mean, I, I'm guessing Warlow probably doesn't get the burrito. He gets the bowl. Oh, yeah, of course. He the burrito bowl. Yeah, it's right. the bowl. Yeah. And he's got like, give me triple meat. Yeah, triple meat, exactly. You know? At least several bowls with triple meat, please. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a... So, wait a second. Let's back up here, though. Hmm. So, uh, uh, Samoa Joe blasts Wardlow. Yeah. Hobbs is standing there. Yeah. How does this work itself out? Are we going to get a triple threat? <clears throat> is it going to be like... Uh, I think it was... Uh, God, who was it? Was it Greg Morgan on Twitter? Suggested they do like a intercontinental European title thing back at Mania, oh, whatever. Oh, one fall for one belt, one fall for the other. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Joe keeps his title. Hobbs gets the TNT title. And, like, who cares about Wardlow? Uh-huh. That sounds good. Agreed? Yeah, that sounds good. Agreed. Uh, after that, we had a Jade Cargill interview. She said, I'm going to handle Nyla's ass at full gear. Uh, Nyla's defending her TBS uh, championship in an open challenge. And if Nyla's going to be at Rampage this Friday, I'm going to handle her ass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we had the Britt Baker, Soraya, face-to-face. Um, Soraya starts, says, first of all, you're all wondering if, I, if I'm if i cleared, if I can wrestle. Well, a couple of weeks ago, did a bunch of tests, MRIs, and CT scans and stuff. And unfortunately, for Britt, I'm 100% cleared. AEW is my house. And Britt's like, is there anything more fickle than an AEW fan? The answer and is no. Yeah. Um, she asked, <laughs> I'm joking. Come on. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, I am too. She asked Soraya, do you still, still know how to do this? And then she says, you've been coming uh, after me since day one since you got here. I built AEW from the ground up until it became a fortress. And now superstars like you want to move in. And I'm proud of that. But that pride turns into resentment quickly when Soraya skips in here and calls it her house. She says, I don't recall you laying a single brick, and I get it. I know why you're obsessed with me. It's because I'm everything you wish you could have been. Uh, You walked out of your house and walked into mine, but we don't take walk-ins. So, bitch, make an appointment. I that was such a great line. Mm-hmm. That was a really good line, and I hope she doesn't use that level of of like you know rudeness with her customers because you know her yeah i bet her yelp reviews would not be good they'd be pretty awful yeah she said we don't take walk-ins bitch (laughs) (laughs) she said that if i could leave zero stars i would (laughs) isaac kenny omega (laughs) (laughs) so soraya says 
Oh, it's really cute that you put yourself on a pedestal when you were fed a bunch of QT's trainees and have only been on TV for three years. I've been doing this for 20 years. She says, I know what it takes to be a superstar. Uh, she says, I wrestled for free. I got hit by a car and still wrestled because I love this business. She said, I was starting revolutions before it was trend. She said, I've done Madison Square Garden, the O2, done Tokyo Dome, and now I'm in front of an ungrateful bitch. Britt doesn't know what it takes. Uh, I've been publicly humiliated in front of millions. I battled drug addiction. I've given my neck for this business. But here's another opportunity presented to you on a silver platter, and it's going to be the biggest match of your career. It's going to be Britt Baker versus Soraya at full gear. And then Britt tries to cheap shot Soraya, but Soraya ducks. And hits Brit with a whatever they're gonna call the rampage. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I was. I thought that was that was good stuff, man. That was really. It good was stuff. really good. It was really yeah. good. Next, we got so Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singer backstage. What was this? And so it's them, and then the the, the factory are there. And so Sanjay's like, "Hey, Cole Carter, you did great last week. Here, you earned every dollar of this, and it's an envelope full of money." Well, QT takes it. Yeah. And he takes a cut. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then hands Cole the rest. Yeah. Best friends step in. It, there's a lot going so on this here. So was, this was in like a stairwell. Yeah. I think. And yes. because so like the best friends, they come up the stairwell and uh, Danhausen is like, oh, you did this and you did this. And then and they're talking about Lee, uh, I guess Lee uh, Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, like, didn't he turn? It was like on darker elevation. Yeah, he turned heel. Yeah. Was. Okay. So anyways, Orange says, hey, stop hitting my friends. And then QT says, we don't fight here. We fight in the ring. And he says, and I know you like to put up that. And he's like, fine, just do it. Orange Cassidy says, fine, we'll do it. So it's going to be Orange Cassidy versus Lee Johnson on, on Rampage. Yeah. And then it was a flash but, frame. Then they do like a weird like flash transition. And and Trent is like, he he's walking up the steps again. Yeah. But then like uh, the, 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 the factory people aren't there in Danhausen and Orange Cassidy are gone. It's just Trent. It was the weirdest transition. Yeah, and it's just Trent, and he's like, "Hey, you scumbags!" And they're like, "What? You scumbags!" And then the, this is really awkward back and forth, and it just led to a, match, led to a match, which we got next. Yeah, which, which was good. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, no one got pinned under a garage door so that Jay Lethal can put the figure four on them. He really set a high bar for his matches when he pinned Darby Allen under a garage door and tapped yeah. him out to the figure four. Yeah. That was great. So uh, Jay, as Trent's making his entrance, chop block. And he's working uh, 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 Trent's leg throughout. Eventually he has a shin breaker. Trent tumbles out of the ring. Chuck and Dan Housen come to ringside. Later on, when Trent is looking for his finish, Sanjay gets on the apron to distract him. Well, Dan Housen gets up there too. Satnam gets up on the apron behind Dan Housen. Dan Housen turns around. is about to curse him. Sanjay turns him around. Bang, Sanjay gets punched right in the front area. Right in the dick. Right in the front area. Right after that, yeah. though, uh, uh, Jay Lethal hits Lethal Injection to get the win. Yeah, I can watch that Lethal Injection over and over again. Um, yeah, I don't know. I it, I feel like that so that preceding segment, though, the one we were talking shit about, it was like they just saw they just, it just wasn't planned out right. They were just like, okay, go down there and film this. We need all this to do. You, know, you know what I wonder what if it was what it was supposed to be was – after Orange accepts the challenge, then the Trent J Lethal match is made right there, but they forgot to do it. Oh yeah, yeah, like right. They right, walked right. off frame. Best friends walked off frame. We're like, oh, we got to make this match with Trent. Trent, come back over here. Yeah, 
it felt like but when you and I were back in junior college in that filmmaking class with Brozovich and like, you know, not our films, our films were honestly brilliant, but like, you know, other people who didn't have <laughs> whatever, a better idea of what they were doing. And we just sit there and sort of chuckle. <laughs> We'd be rude under our voice, under oh, our, our breaths. Anyways. So then uh, Tony Schiavone interviews, uh, Jay and Sanjay, and before you can really say much, Sanjay grabs a mic and tells Tony to sit down. And he says, last week, promise surprise, we delivered Jeff Jarrett. So then Double J, ain't he great? Walks to oh, the stage. Man. Yeah, dude, please, you know, allow me at this sure. point to take over the, the, the Double J role. So Sanjay gives him the mic. <clears throat> he says, after over a million views of my debut, they everybody's questioning why I'm here. Well, when a friend calls, a friend shows up, slap nuts. I signed Jay Lethal to his very first contract. He's beaten Flair, Sting, and he's a Ring of Honor Grand Slam champion. Sanjay Dutt has an IQ of 181 slap nuts. Need I say more? We've taken over promotions all over the globe, including my own Global Force Wrestling. Anybody want to buy some gold? Says Satnam is a legit giant. Says there is no make-believe monster who wears red skinny jeans. Oh, man. Shot at a... I know Braun. Hard shot at Braun there. He says, the only player in the history of NBA to be born in India. He says, so Sting and Darby, I'm calling you out. Uh, we put Darby in a body bag. We're going to put Sting in a body bag too. And then the stage manager's there, and he's like winding him up. And Double J says, are you winding me up? And the guy's like, sorry, sir. And he's like, ah. And then he takes, he runs after him with his guitar, and the guy gets his way, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, then we get an uh, uh, interview with Jungle Boy. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. He says, the last I heard, Christian said that uh, they're done with me, but uh, Christian doesn't get to decide when this is over. He says, I have a challenge for them at full gear, but I'm going to tell them in person, so I will talk to him about that on Friday during Rampage. Mm -hmm. So we've got... I'm trying to count the number of matches now. So we've got a Jungle Boy challenge. There'll be a Jungle Boy. There'll be a TNT title match. Let's two more. That'll be 10. That's going to be 10. The Elite, they'll have a match. That'll be 11. The Elite and Death Triangle are definitely going to be 13. Away. That's what I'm thinking. 13. What was all out? Shit. 15? 15. I, th I think 15 was the number. I think he's going to go more. I think he's going to go 16. There was 15 at all out, yeah. I think he's gonna go sixteen. Oh, that's too much. I think I think that he's like you know he always likes to do he always likes to do more. He doesn't listen. He's like, no, nah, I'm gonna do more than that. Oh, you people, thought there was too many less. matches. You're gonna have more this time. You did, yeah. You don't realize what I can do. Yeah, I don't know. My gosh, you didn't know. Fifteen was too much. Uh, then we got a Mox interview. He comes to the ring with uh, William Regal and he says, "Hey, uh, hey, uh, Lord w Lord William, how old was I when you first met me? Twenty five or twenty six? Yes. He says, "Back then." I was full of piss and vinegar, and I thought I knew it all. And I love to talk trash. I want to be just like you, William Regal, feared and respected. So to prove myself to you, I tried to pick a fight. And it didn't go so well. He said it pissed me off so much that I trained harder and worked harder to get my revenge. And he says when he did, he beat him and then, you know, like ripped part of his ear off. Um, and he says after that, Regal took me under his wing and said, now the real work begins. And he says... Hey, how do, who does that remind you of? Regal says MJF. Yes. And Mox says, I first wrestled MJF over a year ago. He challenged me for the AEW title. He thought he had it all figured out. So I bloodied him up 
And now all these months later, he comes around with another shot. Question is, what's going to be different? Who exactly is MJF? He dresses very nice. He wears a fake diamond ring, wears clothes his mom got for him at JCPenney. Well, you'd think JCPenney is still open. Actually, the one nearby is. Yeah, the one at sunrise is. That's pretty surprising. So he says, uh, MJF calls himself the devil. Dude, I've seen the devil. I've looked the devil in the eyes. I've met some very, very bad people, seen bad people do very bad things, and you are not that. You are not, not that at all. He says that right into camera. And he says, I, like Regal, want to see MJF fulfill his potential one day and lead this company, but uh, right now I'm more worried about what MJF has, MJF has in his guts. Mm. When uh, MJF walks into full gear, just remember one thing, everything you've done at this point has been easy. Mm-hmm. You know, my 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 eyes on Regal the entire time. Like, oh, yeah. what was he doing? T- nothing at yeah. all. Just sort of happily nodding along, and mm-hmm. when things got serious, he'd furrow his brow a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, mm, you know, he's got he's got a good poker face. That gentleman villain. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, anyways, after that, we had that uh, full gear elite video package. They had managed to shove elite footage into the actual full gear mechanisms yeah there you know it was pretty impressive feat and like the clock struck midnight right boom some other stuff yeah uh other stuff yeah uh and then uh we had a a video package for the main event for brian danielson versus sammy guevara sammy guevara sammy guevara two out of three falls uh and then we had a jamie hater Versus Sky Blue, Tony Storm still selling the effects of the formerly known as Rampage that she that she took from. Oh, Soraya. Britt Baker, Britt Baker, Britt so. Baker. What I I'm sorry, what I say, Tony Storm. You said Tony Storm because yeah. I was looking at Tony Storm right here. You're right, Britt Baker still selling those effects. There was not a mysterious Rampage that happened backstage with Tony Storm. Uh, so uh, Tony Storm was with Sky Blue though, mm-hmm. and Britt Baker was with Jamie Hader. Yes, as was Rebel. As was Rebel, yes. So uh, early on, you know, Tony's there. I'm sure Sky Blue says, hey, Tony Storm, Jamie's got Brit Rebel. I need you to even the odds ringside yeah. so there's not a whole lot of interference. Five minutes in the match, Brit trips up Sky Blue. Yeah, yeah. Like pretty much instantly. Allows Jamie right. to hit Tony, a backbreaker. Tony did not help in that situation. She dominates a bunch. At one mm-hmm. point, throws Sky Blue out of the ring, distracts Tony while Brit lays out Sky Blue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the end, Jamie gets the win, uh, hits a huge boot. That and the the sequence they got they did to get to the Rainmaker was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That was really cool. Yeah. So then uh, Hater starts stomping on uh, Sky Blue after the match. Then Tony gets the rake and runs her off. Yeah, I mean, I still see this match going. Tony getting the win, maybe, but Britt's. I mean, Britt's going to have Soraya, so I don't know. Like, if it's going to be a situation where. Brit's you know, it could be, be it's, it could this. be a thing where they do a bit maybe during the show, the kickoff show, whatever, where haters like, hey, Britt, you're going to be in my corner yeah, for this match. And Britt's like, I, I got my match with Soraya to prepare for. Don't worry, yeah, Jamie, got a, you got, got much this. more. You're fine. Match. Yeah, right. So Jamie has to go out there by herself. Yeah, she, no well, she could she could always send Rebel out there. She'd be like, you can well, have she'd Rebel. be like, no, Rebel needs to stay with me. We need to we need to strategize. She could do that. You go out there. Maybe by they're because they know that Rebel kind of doesn't do a great job at that kind of stuff. So maybe they're like, "No, you take Rebel." No, no, no. I'm good. You take Rebel. But then Britt's like the boss, so she's like, "No, you take Rebel." The Rebel yeah. ends up screwing it up for her. That could be it too. Yeah, there you go. Uh, after that, we had uh, a preview of uh, uh, Brian Cage versus Dante Martin in the Eliminator Tournament. Uh, it's on Rampage, yeah. 
Cage is going to win that, right? Yeah, so they can do the Ricky Starks match. Exactly. The yeah. only three fight rematch. If I'm Cage, don't I want to lose that so we don't revisit that? I want to run as far away from Ricky Starks as possible. Because my th- career was derailed thanks to a tweet. See, I feel like there's another way to look at it. Here's your mm-hmm. shot at redemption. It won't. He that won't was get it. arguably career low for Brian Cage. Specifically that tweet. Ricky Here's, Starks is like a big deal, though. I know. Brian Cage wants to be a, a huge deal based on this this video package. So he wants to go and thinks I can go redeem myself if I beat uh, Ricky Starks. Who's the big dumb bitch now? Oh, yeah. But then the, here's the thing. It's a bigger downside if you lose because then, then you're, you're even bigger. Then you're bitch. double. You're yeah, double. You're double dumb bitch. Yeah. So I know. <laughs> double dumb ass I'm not, on you. <laughs> I'm not saying it's, it's without risk, but if, if if Brian Cage sees this as his chance to, well, to redeem no, himself. Thing, though, you're talking fan, about, he's you're talking it. about in the kayfabe, though. I'm talking about in life. I'm saying if you're Brian Cage, aren't you like, Tony, what the fuck, man? Bad enough, you kept me off TV this long. Now you're going to make me confront. Maybe Tony's like, no, listen, listen, this is a great way to shake that off your off your back. You're going to lose to the Starks, but you're going to look great doing it. I'm telling you, that's what he. That's what I'm saying. Oh no, Tony wow. Khan probably has that had that tweet from Ricky Starks. Listen, you're not going to be why a you got to beat bitch. him, Brian Cage. He's like, he's going to make me a double dumb bitch. You're not going to be a double dumb bitch. You're going to be not a dumb bitch at all. I don't trust you, Tony. Nor should you. Next, we had uh, Marvez wanting to interview Ricky Starks, but instead Archer calls Marvez over. Archer's got some wonderful new extensions, yeah. braids, whatever. Yeah. Uh, says, uh, here's Starks, and he rams Ricky into the garage door and says, everybody dies. Yeah. I think he said this God tournament's dang. mine, too. This tournament's mine. Everybody dies. Uh, then we had our main event, Sammy Guevara. And uh, Sammy did the old thing, or two out of three falls. So he did the old thing where he sacrifices the first fall by DQ. <clears throat> he chucked a chair right at Dan- uh, Danielson's head, mm-hmm. which, Dan- I mean, they did cameras. The camera being out of position actually helped here because it kind of looked like it really got him. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then so Sammy Guevara ate that first. He's, he's a DQ, so he lost the first uh, pinfall. And then, or the first, yeah. <coughs> and then... Uh, and then he and then he won the second one because yeah. Danielson well, was not so only did he, he he did the chair which gave Danielson the first fall and busted him open. Then he takes the mic, uh, a t- timekeeper table, start pounding Danielson in the head with it. Yeah, Peel. right. But yeah. then yeah, shortly after that he got the second fall with the GTH. Yeah, then it was thirteen minutes for the third fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was a long one. Uh, but Danielson got the win there. There was a great. There was a bunch of great sequences here. Both mm-hmm. dudes going for their finishes and getting countered. Um, all that stuff was great. Eventually, though, uh, Sammy <clears throat> reversed. Uh, so uh, Danielson hits knee, knee plus, looks for some Danielson stomps, but Sammy reverses that into like a crazy weird DDT, looks for a swanton. Danielson gets his knees up, and then he gets Sammy in a position with those elbows, and then he puts on uh, LaBelle lock. Sammy reaches out for the ropes. Danielson transitions to the rings of Saturn. It was like a, a rings cross of Saturn face. crossface thing. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, it was really neat. And then Sammy passes out, so uh, Brian Danielson gets the win over Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. This just occurred to me. What is Hangman doing at Full Gear? Like, you'd think he'd do something with the Elite. Yeah, you'd think so. But. I don't, it depends when he's going to be back from his concussion. Oh, that's right. He got injured. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's right. Wow. Yeah, depends when, when he's cleared for that. Yeah, that's a good point. We haven't heard about that, huh? Mm-mm. Just thought about Hangman. Uh, anyways, uh, let's go ahead and answer some questions. I have a questions thread here on the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. If you want to hear the show ad-free in the audio realm, uh, we offer that on our Patreon. We also offer up a weekly bonus episode uh, tomorrow, uh, Thursday at, uh, what do we do that, at noon Pacific? We still doing that at noon Pacific tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Overrun, live. Yeah. We're yeah. going to be doing a Numbers Don't Lie with the Dudley Boys. Uh, and we're going to be well, tier ranking. Numbers Don't Lie on the Dudley Boys, not with them. Damn it, dude. I was trying to slip that Oh, in. sorry. Maybe, yeah. And people sorry, thought, oh, you guys are going to be doing... You guys are gonna be doing, you know, it's like no, I no, it's gonna. The subject is the Dudley Boys. They get there, like we paid five dollars for this. Like, I'm sorry, now you're just a double dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyways, oh cool. Look, Medusa just ran. Oh, thank us. you, What's Medusa. Up, Medusa. Thank you very much for that. Uh, so we got some questions here on the Patreon. Uh, Alex Foster says, uh, "What is this?" In terms of the theory, right Austin theory. Oh, we're going back to WWE stuff. Theory. Should they have reversed things? Like, instead of what we got, have them fail to cash it and then go on a losing streak. Oh, the crisis of confidence story. We may still get that. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's the trope for, for Money of the Bank holders. You, win a bun- you, you lose a bunch of matches after you win the briefcase. Tony V here in chat says, are you going to ask a bully if he's a scumbag? <laughs> that's, the, that's the thread on impact right there now. There we Everybody go. I guess we go. have to then. Are you a scumbag? Uh, David Matushek asks here, considering that Joe attacked Warlow and stared down Hobbs, is there a possibility that he may go after both in separate feuds as a way to maintain uh, the Haas battle quota? God, all Wardlow all the time, just going after both guys in separate segments. No, I, mean, I think they're going to mix them all up together. It makes sense if it's a triple threat and the two out of three falls with both titles on the line. That'd be cool. My God, that'd be a hell of a match right That there. would be great. That'd be good stuff. I want Hobbs to walk out of that, that match with at least one title. Ideally, both. Joe's had a lot of titles. He's doing hard. Really, Joe now. should be doing something more than the Ring of Honor TV title. Hey, dude, if you have Samoa Joe in your company, aren't you like having him face Mox at full gear? <laughs> right? Don't you do that? Don't you have did him you take see on the? Da- did you see the final battle? Take on Danielson? Oh my god! Did you see the final battle uh, trailer? Was Ring it of tonight? Honor. Ring of Honor final battle trailer. They did one of those tonight. No, it wasn't on the show tonight. I saw it on. Twitter or something earlier today. I was like, fan made or real? I think it's real because Samoa Joe narrates it with stuff I haven't heard before. <laughs> the I threw the that implication. Out there. I threw that out there for a joke, but I love that look on your face like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Somebody fucking fooled me. Maybe. Um, the implication yeah, is no. that it might be him and Jericho. Oh, that's cool. Ooh, that's cool. I like that, man. That That's a good That's a good deal. Hopefully that's, uh, that's the situation. Jorge D. Oh, this is here. Ask so, who do you guys think is going to debut at full gear? Just bring the elite pack. No more. No, no, no debuts. We've had no plenty debuts. of debuts. Work with who you got. Focus on telling stories with the people you got. Just don't, don't try to do a about, pop. Don't try to pop the crowd just because they're debut. Don't surprise us with people who are available. Don't bring in people from other companies. Focus on what you got. Exactly. On what you got. That's exactly. what you do. Uh, this is an easy one. Steve Klein, who has the best drop kick in wrestling. It's Marco Corleone. Yeah, it's Mark Jindrak. It's Mark Jindrak, dude. All Greatest time. Of all kind. All, the all Mount all Rushmore time, yeah. of, of, of drop kicks is Jindrak, 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 Jindrak. It's four, it's four Jindraks. Yeah, mm. yeah. Nope, nope. There's yeah. no Hemin and Hahn now. Yeah, I mean, Okada's <laughs> got a really good drop. Picadio! 
Look, Okada's is great. Randy Orton's is great. Yeah. Jindrak. Yeah. Rushmore. Best yeah. of all time. Best of all time. Uh, Frozen Tape here says, hey, friendos, my 24th birthday on Sunday. If you could have any wrestler plan your birthday party, who would it be? And what would they plan? Oh, man. Uh, you know what, dude? Honestly, so I remember Caljack told me that Sammy Callahan really loved the N64. He hosted a. Did he host a, a thing at one of the, the? I think he did. Starcast. I think he did. Yeah, yeah. So that's an option. Um, AJ Styles, trampolines, and mm-hmm. also we know that dude loves N sixty fours. Yes, true. We heard that firsthand. Yeah, and he's like our age, so it's not he's going to be having us do like crazy shit. You know, the new day is a good answer because I'm sure Xavier Woods. Has a lot of love for the N64. Yeah, but you know what, dude? He's too much into like the current games. I don't know. I can't hang with that kind of video game stuff. Well, is it your birthday? It's your birthday. Yeah. You do what you want to do. It's your birthday. Ideally, but I don't know. He might be like, hey, you want to play some some fucking, uh, what is the really tough one? Dark Souls? Or what's the latest one that's really tough? Then you say it's my birthday. Uh, Pass. (laughs) And then he said, but then this is how he counters. New day rocks. New I'm like, I know, no, Steve's birthday rocks. <laughs> but then it's too late. Everybody's all starts playing the trombone. <laughs> and then I'm just sad. I'm like, I'm going to the strip club. <laughs> oh man, you go, you go see even get a hold of Baron Corbett or something, huh? Fuck that. I don't want to hang out with JBL. That sounds like the worst birthday. That's the hanging out with JBL would be the worst birthday I've ever that heard of in my life. Worst. That would the be worst. the dirt worst, man. Oh, that'd be <laughs> awful. Uh Luis Ariza, do you have any updates on the current injury list of AW wrestlers, Cole, O'Reilly, etc.? O'Reilly had surgery, so he's gonna be out for a while. I believe that's he posted something on Twitter or something. That sounds surgery. right. Yeah. I have not heard um, anything about Adam Cole. I mean, Chugs is just blasting through all those levels on Mario, from what I can tell. So I think he's doing good. But uh, yeah, I don't. In terms of like his actual, you know, what he can do in the ring, I have no idea, no clue. I don't think anybody knows. Um, let's see here. Oh man, that's gonna. That's it. That's all the. That's all the questions we got. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow uh, for Overrun. If you're a Twitch sub, a patron, or a YouTube channel member. Uh, and then we've also got Smash Zone tomorrow at 6 yep. p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. So a uh, fun day of streaming and stuff tomorrow. Yep. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.